Hey guys, welcome back. Today's episode is titled Top Tips for Turkey Time and What to Do the Day After. Welcome to the Evolved Man, where we are at war with the mediocrity of modern man. The Evolved Man is for men like you who are willing to be strong, open, and aggressive learners. Men who are not afraid to disrupt and change. It's time we ditch the current conventional idea that we devolve with age, that the dad bod is our destiny, and that the glory days are behind us. Your best isn't behind you, and I'm here to provide you with practical tools, a few tips and tricks, and everyday wisdom to help you evolve into your highest form. Strong, lean, smart, educated, and emotionally intelligent. Now, let's go to war. Welcome back to The Evolved Man, where we are at war with the mediocrity of modern man. Guys, today's episode is Evolved Man 151. Top tips for Turkey Day and what to do the day after. Today's episode will be a little bit shorter episode because I know you're busy. And I want to equip you with some tips and techniques that will help you this holiday season. This episode, episode 151, is brought to you by Evolve. If you're ready to take your health and fitness to the next level, hop on to www.evolvecast.com and schedule a strategy call to discuss if your goals align with our program. Now, we are limiting the number of executive clients that we're taking on as we go into the end of the year, so space is very limited. If you're ready to stop the cycle of weight loss and more weight gain, and you feel like you are ready to evolve, let's get some time to chat today. The holidays are upon us in America and for our friends in other parts of the world. The American holiday of Thanksgiving is this upcoming Thursday. This is a time where we cook for hours on end and devour a massive meal and eat a week's worth of calories in about an hour. My goal today is not to tell you to eat the broccoli and to limit yourself. I believe that living an evolved life means that you know how to enjoy the foods you like, savor the season, and create lasting memories with family and friends while giving thanks. So with that as the baseline, let's dive into my top five tips to enjoy turkey time. And if you stick around to the end, the bonus tip is what do you do the day after? Tip number one, set clear expectations. If you have a fat loss goal, a muscle building goal, or both, it's important to set clear expectations for the week. If you plan to eat all of the foods that you enjoy and not worry about it, make sure that you set expectations that from Monday to Monday that you, quote, should see some weight loss. There's nothing inherently wrong or morally off about indulging in foods and family and friends this coming weekend. Some of our best memories are made over a meal. Instead of the weight loss goal, you may want to shift your expectation to just savor the food, savor the moment, and know that taking a pause from your nutrition plan for a day is not going to make a major impact on your long-term progress. Tip two, decide on a strategy. When setting clear expectations, decide on a strategy that will be right for you. 
here are three strategies that you may speak, or excuse me, that may spark you. Now, before we talk strategy, please understand that your body, especially when you are strength training and moving regularly, will not be negatively affected if you eat a little bit more on a holiday. Your body, if you're strength training on a regular basis, will have metabolic flexibility and you should be just fine. Now, understand, I said a little bit more. I'm not talking about eating the entire turkey, the whole pumpkin pie, and a half a pound of mashed potatoes. Strategy number one, the weight loss strategy. Let's say you're driven and motivated to continue your weight loss and you don't want the week to hinder your progress. This is where the weekly caloric budget comes into play. If you're on a plan to drop body fat and you've determined that your daily caloric intake needs to be around 2,100 calories per day to be in the deficit, that means your weekly total is 14,700. The most important thing is that you hit the weekly number. So let's say you want to go hog wild on Thanksgiving and eat about 5,000 calories, which considering the butter and the potatoes and the sugar and the pies would not necessarily be a stretch to get to that level. If you eat the 5,000 calories, you now have 9,700 calories to split between the rest of the week. If you're like most people, you go into the weekend and you've got another day that you may want to be at 2,100, excuse me, 2,100 daily calorie budget because you want to enjoy the leftovers. So that leaves you with 7,600 calories for the week. Now, if that week leading up into it, we divide it by five, the remaining days going into the weekend or the Thursday Thanksgiving, that gives you 15, 20 calories per day. That's a pretty easy number to hit if you employ something like intermittent fasting as a tactic and a technique. By shortening your eating window, it's going to allow you to eat a lower caloric intake for five days leading up to the two days where you're going to be. Punching in and downing about 7,200 calories. Now, do the math ahead of time, and it can help you to maintain your overall weight loss goals and keep you on track if this is the strategy that you want to stick with so that you don't get off with your weight loss goal. Strategy two is a maintain and build. Now, this one's a little bit tricky. I will tell you that the science shows that you don't need to be in a significant caloric surplus to build muscle. In fact, study, recent studies have come out to show that 5% increase above baseline works better than 10%, 15% or more if you're wanting to maximize lean mass and minimize fat gain. So as you go into the holiday season, and you're turning the holiday week into a maintenance or a build week, that would mean that you'd look at that 15, or excuse me, 14,700 deficit and say, that's my deficit. So that won't be the option. Instead, you may want to eat at maintenance. So if you're working to lose a pound a week, you've decreased your calories by 3,500. So your 14, seven, excuse me, 14,700 would mean that your maintenance calories would be about 18,200. Now, eating at maintenance will not cause you to gain weight 
or if it does, it will not cause you to gain that weight and keep it there for more than maybe a couple of days. A 5% increase above maintenance would be 19,110 calories. Now, this can be something that's both doable and should help to minimize any weight gain, specifically fat gain, during the holiday weekend. In fact, the concept, when done right for a few days, is what we call a refeed and can actually be a helpful tool, tactic, to employ every few weeks when you're dieting down to lose body fat. Now, again, with the first strategy, uh, as is with the first strategy, I'd recommend planning out a budget for the day. And even though you may not be weighing and measuring everything you want on the day, uh, or excuse me, everything you're eating on the day of the uh, holiday, tracking those things ahead of time in a tracking app can give you an idea of how to eat what you want to eat and at least get you into the ballpark of how many calories you're planning on eating in that particular day. Balance out the caloric intake through the rest of the week and increase your training volume. Think volume in terms of number of sets and number of reps. And so if you typically are doing three sets of 10, go four sets of 12 this week, and it will help to utilize all of those extra calories that you're putting in. Strategy three is really nothing to do with tracking calories or macronutrients and has everything to do with staying in tune with how you feel. Holidays, when done with intention, can be a great time to slow down and savor the flavor. Savor the moments and indulge in a new vocabulary. If we in America are anything, we are supersized. In fact, only 3% or less of Americans are metabolically healthy, which is a strong indicator that our diets are too big too often. Ask yourself, when is the last time you sat down and savored every bite? When did you observe the different flavors, enjoy the spices, and relish in the taste and texture of a great meal? A great meal is like great sex. A typical stuffing of a Thanksgiving meal is like porn and masturbation. Both technically end in the same way, but only one is truly satisfying. For this particular strategy, slow down and savor your food. Find descriptive ways to savor what you're eating, to describe it in ways that you have not before, and find even more descriptive ways to compliment the chef. Decadent meals are meant to be enjoyed and particularly enjoyed with family and friends. Now on to tip three. Strength train and incorporate some sort of high-intensity interval training. Your body stores sugar in two places, the liver and muscle tissue. By ensuring you're doing resistance training and a couple of bouts of high-intensity interval training or HIT per week, your system will be triggered to store more sugar in the muscle. Strength training is also the best thing you can do to help maximize metabolic flexibility. My clients who rec regularly strength train rarely have an issue when they have a day like Thanksgiving and they eat more than what they normally do. Their body bounces back fairly quickly after an indulgent day because they have much more metabolic, fle uh, metabolic flexibility because they are stronger, they are leaner, and they consistently train in a resistance uh, training program. Tip five. Make the holiday about movement. 
in many areas, the traditional Turkey bowl where people go out and play football together with family and friends, sets a great standard of movement. I have clients that do a family workout together. Some do a family walk after a meal or a morning hike with loved ones. Movement and meals are the two most powerful times to connect with another human being. Adding movement to your holiday will deepen the bonds and bring a better holiday to remember. Tip five, remember why we have the holiday in the first place. I've got a good friend who's been my friend since high school and who, without fail, sends a Thanksgiving card to our family every November. They do this in lieu of a Christmas card. They do this as a way to give thanks and show gratitude for family, friends, and their life in general. We all have something to be grateful for. Unfortunately, Thanksgiving has become more about the food and less about the things that we are thankful for. Studies have shown that gratitude is not only a powerful emotion, but persistent and prolonged habits of recognizing and expressing gratitude rewire our brains towards a more positive and productive outcome in life. Take some time to sit and observe. Sketch out or journal the things that you're grateful for. If you're having a hard time getting started, start with yourself, your body, and move outward in concentric circles. What do you appreciate about your body, your mind, your heart? your habits? Who is close to you that you value? And what is it that you value in them? Is there something about your neighborhood, your community, or your country that you're particularly passionate about? What is it about the world, our solar system, or the cosmos that you're thankful for? Starting the holiday from an observation and perspective of thankfulness tends to curb the gluttonous ingestion of the gimme, 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 me, me, me world that we live in. Now, the bonus tip. What about the day after? I've got a client, let's call her Zoe. Zoe's been employing a strategy for the past six months that has her down over 13 pounds on the scale while she has increased her strength in all major lifts. In fact, she went from bench pressing a 45-pound bar for four repetitions to that same 45-pound bar to 21 repetitions in a relatively short period of time. She's increased her six-rep max on squats, not even being able to do it with a bar initially, to squatting with over 135 pounds on her back. She's become stronger and leaner by utilizing this one strategy. When I was in college, the professor that taught my drawing class Yes, I majored in art and psychology before changing to exercise science. He said that art is a process of correction through recognition. Over the years, I've stolen that phrase and modified it. Life is the process of correction through recognition. My client Zoe has made the shift to using this principle that I call the Janus principle and utilizing this phrase of life is the process of correction through recognition. You see, once we recognize something, we have the choice, we have the option as to whether or not we're going to correct it and move in a different path, a different direction, or choose to stay on the same trajectory. Janus was the god of doors and gates. 
Janice's primary purpose was to keep one eye in the past for learning and observation while also keeping one eye on the future to plan and prepare for potential pitfalls. Guilt, shame, and condemnation are feelings I hear expressed after someone indulges, binges, or goes off the plan. Now, I say feelings, but rather than letting those, what I would call them, judgments, because I really question if they're feelings or emotions, I think they're more of judgments. Rather than letting those judgments take hold, Zoe pauses and says, oh, that's interesting. What can I learn from that? Observing what you did can give you insight into why you did it and can be instructional for the future. Let me give you an example from my own life. If you know me, you know that I love my wife's world-famous oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. What I've learned by applying the Janus principle is that indulgence in sugar is a conditioned response I have from my childhood. Growing up with an emotionally and physically abusive grandfather who would berate me for being too small and for eating too much candy and that if, quote, I didn't change, I would turn out like my cousin, who incidentally had cerebral palsy, so that's ridiculous, uh, and was a wonderful man up until he passed away last year. I have great love and respect for my cousin. But I was told that if I kept eating, that I would become like him. Knowing from my past that I ate sugar in defiance of the words, the slaps, the hits, and the physical intimidation that I was gifted, I can learn to say, I'm not going to do that in the future. But knowing that that's where it came from, gives me a sense of empowerment and begs the question, oh, that's interesting. What can I learn from it? Now, I'd love to say that at 47 years old, that conditioning is, conditioning is completely burned out of me, but it's not. If I start on one cookie, I may eat them all until they're gone. In fact, Danielle will confirm that uh, there are many times where she's had to hit me and to get me out of the kitchen and chase me and say, save some for everybody else. But I have learned something from it. If I start on one cookie, I may eat them all, unless I utilize a different strategy. I found that if I'm craving the cookie uh, when they are around, if I eat protein, fiber, and drink plenty of water first, I can still enjoy the cookies without the unnecessary need to defy a man who's been dead for over 30 years. I have no need to argue and fight with my grandfather. I have no need to prove that I can be healthy and fit while still eating candy or sugar. And so the strategy of getting protein fiber and drinking plenty of water helps me to curb something that has been stuck inside of me for some 40 plus years. So if you have a day where the plan, the strategy just falls apart. Try utilizing the Janus principle by asking the following. What did I do? Why did I do it? Now that it's done, what can I learn from it? Now, if you've listened to the podcast for any period of time, you know that I don't believe that there's a moral value to food. There is no good eating. There is no bad eating. Food has different qualities, but inherently is not good or bad. 
While my wife's cookies may not provide the same nutrient content that a great steak might, they have an inherent value in the sense that they provide pleasure, comfort, and connection. They help bring an enjoyment and a celebration in life in a way that steamed broccoli or Brussels sprouts simply can't. Now, eating too many of those cookies makes me feel physically unwell and hinders my overall physical and mental goals. So with that in mind, I choose to not just react to my old programming. Well, not all the time anyway. So there you have it, folks. Here are your five top tips for turkey time and what to do the day after. Tip number one, set clear expectations. Tip number two, decide on strategy. Tip three, make sure that you strength train and incorporate some hit into your training program over the next couple of weeks. Tip four, make holiday about the movement as much as it is about the meal. And tip five, remember why we have the holiday season in the first place. If you use the final tip of the Janus principle, I would love to hear what you're learning about yourself and how you are starting to uncover some of the programming that may have been sitting in you for decades. Don't forget to subscribe to The Evolved Man. And hey, do me a favor, would you? Takes less than a minute to give us a rating on Apple and Spotify. Your ratings and shares are helping us reach thousands more this year than we have ever before. They've also helped us expand into multiple countries and reach parts of the world that, frankly, I didn't even know existed. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season with your loved ones. I'm grateful for you and the fact that we could have this chat today. You know the drill. It takes time and consistency to evolve, but first you have to disrupt. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. Thanks for joining me today for this episode of The Evolved Man. If you're learning from and gaining value from this podcast, please subscribe to The Evolved Man newsletter where I can support you even more in your personal evolution. I want to help you reverse engineer your success. The Evolved Man newsletter is like getting a free coaching session to keep you moving forward on your path of personal success. Go to the evolvedmanpodcast.com to sign up today. If you found value in this episode, you can give us up to a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify and share it with your network. That's the best way to support the podcast so we can continue to get great guests and provide you with the best wisdom for your daily life. Until next time, keep evolving.